Essentially, if, if, if we're ever in a drought, the city of Perry just needs to plan a series of events and <laughs> we will right. have rain because it seems like no matter what time of the year when we're planning an event, the rain forecast is almost always above 50%. To the Inside Perry podcast, where you get an inside look at Perry, Georgia's local government. We're glad you chose Perry, where people make the difference. Whether you stay a few hours or a lifetime, your time in Perry will be rewarding and unforgettable. I'm Tabitha Clark, Communications Manager for the City of Perry. This week, we welcome City of Perry Special Event Coordinator Anya Turpin. From Food Truck Friday to the nationally recognized New Year's Eve buzzer drop, Anya works to make sure both residents and visitors have memorable experiences and a lot of fun. So welcome, Anya. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so briefly tell me, you've got a pretty cool job and something that's kind of rare, too, among governments um, as a special events coordinator. So briefly tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to work for the city of Perry. Sure. So my background is in tourism. Whenever we moved to Georgia uh, back in 2018, I was very hesitant thinking that I would be able to find a job that was as fun as tourism. And whenever the special events coordinator position opened in the spring of 2019, I eagerly applied for it and uh, feel so grateful to have been selected for the position. Hit the ground running at the start of the event season in 2019. And then we've just continued to grow and modify, add new events and just, you know, excited to continue to see it change and evolve throughout the years. We have a lot of different events. So guide us through the process of planning a special event. Sure. So every year towards the end of the year, um, around September, October, we kind of take a look back at the events that we've had and evaluate what went well, um, what events we could modify to be better, what events maybe aren't performing well enough to continue having them, or if there's logistical issues that would just prevent us from keeping those events on the calendar. So typically by the buzzer drop um, on December 31st, we have the calendar ready for the next year. Food Truck Friday. <laughs> it's one of the many things that the city of Perry is known for. Tell me about all the planning that goes into that. Food Truck Friday is something that preparation starts months, 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 if not even the year before. Um, we already have started making bookings for bands for 2023. So because of the size of the event and the popularity of it, we really want to make sure that we have all of our metaphorical ducks in a row. So basically, the first thing would be obviously selecting the dates. And while I wish there was some type of a one-year weather forecast where we could pick <laughs> dates that were going to be, you know, 75 and sunny. We we definitely do try to be mindful of other things that are going on in the community. Um, I am in several food truck groups, so I'll reach out and just, you know, extend an invitation. Um, all of the applicants understand that they are not guaranteed selection, so we wait until we have a pool of candidates and then review just based on, you know, the need. We can't book 20 barbecue trucks. We can't book 20 shave ice trucks. So we do try to have some diversity. Um, we try to have a mixture of local Houston County vendors so we can support local, but also bringing some food trucks that maybe our residents aren't able to go and visit. So ones that are up in Atlanta or south of us down in Albany or Tifton, then, you know, we'll start looking at the different performers, the bands, and then really it just comes down to promotion, promotion, promotion. But Food Truck Friday is one of those word of mouth events that honestly, I believe 
even if we didn't put it on social media or a website, people would still know about it just from, you know, neighbors talking to neighbors. So let's talk about one of the newest events, the International Festival. I know that you were very passionate about um, bringing culture to the Perry community, not just as entertainment, but also education. Yeah. So the International Festival, um, like you said, it's the second year, but we've actually been planning it since 2019. Obviously, COVID, uh, you know, negatively impacted the first couple of times that we tried to have this event. A really great opportunity for us to explore the diversity that exists in middle Georgia. Houston County is definitely a melting pot of cultures and people who have traveled. And it's really neat to just invite people to come to Perry and explore the whole world, essentially, in one day. And we have over 25 different countries and cultures represented on two different stages. So it's really great to connect with people and hear how excited they are when they learn that their culture is represented, you know, whether it's on stage or through food or through art. A lot of times when I'm reaching out to these performers, one of their main concerns is that the youth are not getting engaged Mm -hmm. and therefore they fear losing that heritage. Um, So I think it's really exciting. All of our events are family friendly and we love seeing people bring their children out and hopefully the International Festival will inspire them to connect with their heritage, whatever it be, and, you know, learn something new, get, get passionate about preserving that history. Let's also talk about the upcoming buzzer drop. Obviously, the buzzard's kind of a weird a weird icon mascot. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a conversation starter. <laughs> so uh, you want to give us a little history about Bob the Buzzard, um, which is our beloved mascot here. The history of the buzzards in Perry is that we are located along their migration route. Um, and so, you know, over the course of, of the year when they're migrating um, south, the buzzards would pass through Perry and they would roost on our water towers. And while... Um, That in and of itself wasn't an issue. The buzzard droppings, for (laughs) a politically correct term, um, (laughs) were causing damage and um, expenditures, you know, to repair the water towers, repaint them. And so the city looked into putting buzzard effigies, which is an artificial buzzard that's made up of real wings, um, but the body is fake. And you hang those from the water towers, and that prevents or discourages the buzzards from roosting on the tower, which in and of itself saves the taxpayers a lot of money mm-hmm. because we don't have to consistently repaint and repair those water towers. They make a big mess. Yeah, big mess, <laughs> yes. Um, so while we do still see buzzards, there's plenty of times where I'll go down mm-hmm. to Rotary Centennial Park and you'll see the buzzards you know, um, flying around. We don't see them assembling on the water towers, which, again, saves money. So mm-hmm. that's a great thing. But the city has decided to embrace that history and embrace that story and we have turned our Bob the Buzzard into a very classy gentleman with a top hat and a bow tie. Very distinguished. Very distinguished, Ooh. yes. <laughs> um, and, and made it an annual celebration that has made uh, national news. Um, it's gained national attention. Yes. So. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And the buzzer drop too also brings out a very diverse audience and attendance. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, one of those moments where you feel like mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're out there seeing young and old, all different socioeconomic uh, mm-hmm. demographics, everybody together just having a good time ringing in the new year. So why is it so important for Perry to host these events? Why are they necessary? Quality of life and quality of place are two things that city council and and our, um, you know, city leadership have put a big emphasis on, and mm-hmm. rightly so. Um, people want to be proud of where they live. I've lived in communities, you know, both cities large and small, where people will constantly say, oh, there's nothing to do here, or I can't wait mm-hmm. to leave this place. And those are not 
spirits that you want your residents to have, um, especially coming from the tourism side. The last thing that you want is somebody to be passing by on I-75, stop into one of our restaurants or shops and say, hey, the car unfortunately broke down and we're here for the weekend. What can we do to make the most of it? And for that person to respond with, I don't know, nothing, that's that's the worst possible outlook right. that you can have. Mm-hmm. So these events, um, and not just the City of Perry events, but everything that is going on in Perry, hopefully really contributes to changing that mindset of rather than saying there's nothing to do here, saying, my goodness, you've got quite a few options this weekend. Let's talk through those. Mm-hmm. Um, but but equally so for your residents and for your visitors. Um, you want the residents who are living here to look back on the time that they spent in Perry, whether they're a military family that's just passing through for a couple of years or they're a third generation Houston County family. You want them to look back on those years that they had in Perry and think, wow, that time at the International Festival or mm-hmm. when I took my kids to the water battle, those were amazing events and those were amazing memories. And I'm so glad that that chapter of my life happened in Perry. Let's talk a little bit about how these the city's special events are funded. Sure. Okay, yeah, this is a great one to ask and, and fun to answer, actually, um, because you are right. There is a lot of misconception. We will see comments on our social media um, or just, you know, get comments from the public um, saying, you know, why is the city spending this amount of money on these events? And first and foremostly, um, our Perry residents are not paying for these events. Uh, the people who are paying for these events are either um, – visitors through the hotel and motel tax. So if you're not familiar, if, if tourism is not your background or you've never heard that term before, to break it down um, in, in common terms, essentially when you travel and you stay at a hotel, you will typically pay some type of a hotel motel tax. And typically that tax is given to your local visitors bureau um, for them to use for promotion of your community or events such as this. So we do receive a portion of the hotel motel tax and that funds pretty much all of our events. Other ways are sponsorships. We do have, you know, businesses, uh, both local and regional, who have expressed an interest in supporting our events through uh, sponsorships. And the last way would be an in-kind donation, which is very similar to a sponsorship. But let's say that rather than giving funding for an event, somebody wants to donate a specific item that maybe they manufacture or a service. So if a, uh, if a DJ would rather donate his time in exchange for an advertisement on our website or in one of our festival programs, we are definitely open to those types of partnerships. And Anya, let's give people a look into, say, what me and you and the Fire and Emergency Services does, especially when there's rain in the forecast. Yeah, so every event. <laughs> um, essentially, if, if, if we're ever in a drought, the city of Perry just needs to plan a series of events and we <laughs> will have right. rain because it seems like no matter what time of the year when we're planning an event, um, the rain forecast is almost always above 50%. Um, but the, the good news is that we have developed um, a very stick with it mentality. Georgia weather in the short time that I've lived here it, it is very unpredictable and it will change in 15 minutes minutes. That's correct. Um, so we we have definitely, I think, shifted to the mindset of we're going to give it our best shot. We're going to try everything that we can to keep this event going unless it just comes down to a public safety issue. Obviously, we don't want to put uh, the community or our vendors or our performers in any type of compromising situation. But at the same time, you know, 
everybody who's a part of this event, from the band to the food trucks um, to the community members who've been looking forward to it all month, mm-hmm. everybody wants it to take place. So we really do try to push forward, but we also try to be proactive. So, you know, typically about a week out, we'll start looking at the weather really detailed, communicate with regional partners up at Robbins Air Force Base, um, you know, local weather stations, and definitely keep a close watch with public safety. So we bring on professionals from the police department and the fire department and obviously your department communications. We kind of sit down and go, okay, from the next seven days until this event, when do we want to, you know, meet again to discuss what has changed? When do we want to make a final call by? We definitely do try to involve the vendors and performers in those conversations as much as possible. So sometimes we'll send out a survey um, and get their feedback as to how they're feeling. You know, do we cancel? Do we delay? Do we proceed as planned? Um, But there is there's a lot that goes into you know, trying to debate whether or not to pull the plug, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or to proceed. You did bring out a good point. It's not just you that's involved in the planning. There's several city departments that are intimately involved um, helping you pull off this event. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, if it was just me out there, we wouldn't have events. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be exhausted. Um, I could not do this job alone. um, And I have a lot of support from, you know, different departments in the city. We meet on a monthly basis um, just to review previous events. So we always start the meeting and go over, you know, what events have taken place since our last meeting. And let's talk about what went well, where we can improve. And a lot of departments see things from different perspectives. So what might not be an issue to me might be a huge concern for the police department Mm -hmm. or, you know, the police department might think something's great, but it made my vendors really challenged. Mm -hmm. And, And so we always try to share our feelings there, share our feedback, and then evaluate, okay, how can we all work together to make sure that moving forward, we're all on the same page and everyone's having a good time. But, you know, whenever you really break it down, I would say that the key players, obviously, um, public works is huge behind the scenes. Um, A lot of people don't realize that public works is typically out there the day before, possibly even the week of. They're Mm -hmm. mowing the lawns, they're setting up the stages, they're putting out the picnic tables, all these things that if you just show up to the event, you assume that a magic fairy dropped them (laughs) off, and that's not the case. So Public Works is doing a lot of the the behind-the-scenes work. Mm -hmm. Um, Police and fire, you know, assisting with road closures, setting up light towers so we can see, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and get home safely. There's so many moving pieces. Um, We, if we have an event downtown, we pull in our downtown manager and get her perspective Mm -hmm. Um, so typically in those meetings, we have anywhere from 10 to 15 people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a meaningful time for us to sit together and, and kind of assemble all on one page. I mean, while we do have, you know, downtown restaurants and vendors on site, and sometimes we'll have arts and crafts that people are selling and those types of things, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that at the end of the day with every event, if you just happen to walk in there and you don't have a dollar in your pocket, mm-hmm. you can still hear some good music, mm-hmm. let your kids have some fun. And just sit back and be a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so while not everything at every event is going to be free, that core experience, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that everyone can participate, whether they're waiting on payday or that's not even a concern. I, I would love to just kind of stress that or, or reaffirm that everyone is welcome to participate in these events. We have, you know, a lot of people get caught up on Food Truck Friday and think, well, I'm not a food truck vendor, so what's 
what's there for me to participate in. We have so many different events throughout the year that some people have never even heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, But we really want to build those relationships with local businesses, local makers. Um, So whatever it is that you do, my guess would be that there's some event that we can get you plugged into. Um, And I just encourage people to to think beyond just a food truck vendor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really do invite so many more businesses and organizations and things like that to be a part of our events. Um, And then really explore our website and our social media. A lot of people um, will say, I had no idea this was going on. And we really do try to be proactive with putting that marketing out there. Um, We have started a magazine that we're going to put out four times a year. that highlights the events that are coming up the soonest. But in order to stay you know, up to date on the most recent, the most updated, the most correct event information, I would encourage people to explore our website, follow us on social media, and then uh, your Perry Points is fantastic. The texting service, I've received so many uh, positive feedback from the community, especially at this last Food Truck Friday where mm-hmm. people were saying, I was getting you know, live updates that mm-hmm. the event is still happening. And that's, that's the kind of thing that we want people to really value is if you are passionate about coming to our events, you we have different avenues that you can follow and make sure that you never miss an update. You never miss an event. Well, Anya, thank you so much for joining us. A special events is such at the heart of Perry, and we appreciate everything you do and everything else everybody does behind the scenes. And you can learn more about the city's special events on our website at perry-ga.gov. And Anya, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. We'll see everybody at an event soon. Thanks for listening to the Inside Perry podcast, your inside look at Perry's local government. Take a look at the show notes for more information about today's episode. If you like Inside Perry, we encourage you to subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and family. We look forward to seeing you around in our amazing community where Georgia comes together.